This is the AdLib Music Podcast. Have you been looking for someone to walk alongside you in your worship leadership journey? We love worship leaders. AdLib Music is an organization of worship coaches that is deeply committed to eradicate isolation and burnout so that you bear much fruit. Part of our mission is to give you resources, and this is the worship fertilizer from AdLib Music. A friend asked me how long the music in church typically is. And now, there's two basic streams in the church, I told her. I said, number one, there's a non-denominational churches. They have built their services on two elements, the worship and the word. And so there's usually a chunk of one followed by the chunk of another. The second one is the denominational churches, that they have liturgy and sacraments kind of woven into their orders of worship. They may have similar total times of music, but they're spread throughout the service. Now, caveat here is that this is a gross oversimplification and generalization, but it gives us a little picture. But that's really not the question my friend was asking. What she really meant was, why does the music go so long sometimes? I mean, can't they tell that we're not into it? And she mentioned two services at the same church where a time of worship led by one leader seemed short, leaving her wanting more, and a time led by another leader felt long, I'm thankful that it was finally finished. And to be realistic, at the moment when the long-feeling worship time had finished, someone in the congregation actually said they wished they could keep going. And she might or might not have muttered something to herself along the lines of, please no. <laughs> well, no animals were harmed in the retelling of this story. <clears throat> so I answered her unasked question with this. The worship time can be as long as the congregation is tracking. I mean, my point wasn't that worship leaders should have free reign to dishonor everyone else leading the service, and all the preachers said, amen. The point is that as leaders, we may need to cut our sets short or plan more appropriately or simply lead better. And so my answer to the question, how long should the music be, is as long as they're tracking for. So with that in mind, what are some ways that you can help people engage? Here's one. Give energy to leading them, not just worshiping in front of them. Hmm. Well, yes, we must engage personally and demonstrate the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And we are in a role with leadership in the title. So what kind of energy am I exerting to influence the congregation? I mean, imagine a hiking guide that just made sure that she avoided the dangerous spots and was able to scale the summit themselves. We'd call them hikers, not guides. See yourself as a guide. So give energy to leading them, not just worshiping in front of them. Second idea is know when to stock and when to custom. (laughs) Well, sometimes the most helpful version of the song is one that matches the Ableton track. And sometimes that just breeds autopilot. There's such power in repeating a line for emphasis or pausing after a line for emphasis. For example, when I lead Christ is Risen, the Matt Marr song, uh, I often repeat the first section twice just because it's so powerful. It says, let no one caught in sin remain inside the lie of inward shame, but fix our eyes upon the cross and run to him who showed great love. And I repeat that not just because it's a great line but because we miss the power of what we're saying if we only do it once. So know when to stock 
and when to custom, when to do it like the song is recorded and when to shift it and change it up for the needs of the moment. And the last idea is just this, communicate what's happening. So if you're lingering, you might say, let's linger here for a moment to allow the Lord to speak to us and reveal himself to us. And that feels really different than saying nothing while you appear to not know what to do. (laughs) If you're feeling compelled to repeat a verse or something, you might say, you know, I know sometimes I miss what I'm singing. I'd like to invite us to sing this verse one more time and see how God might want to reveal his character to us as we do. Our congregations are much more willing to follow our lead if we actually do. Say that again. Our congregations are much more willing to follow our lead if we actually do. So, let's steward well the time given to us to create spaces where we meet with God. In just a minute, we'll come back and have some conversation about this. Stick around. You might be wondering what coaching looks like. How does it work? How much does it cost? We'd invite you to schedule a free 30-minute coaching session no strings attached, simply to answer your questions and get to know each other. You can do that by going to adlibmusic.com and then click contact in the upper right-hand corner. We look forward to seeing you on the inside. All right, joining me today is longtime podcast co-host Jim Rahowski. Hello, Coach Jim. How's it going? Uh, it's going well. How are you doing, Dave? I am not surrounded by ice in my office, so that makes me happy. Your home, though, is surrounded by ice because well, we can't get out of this horrific winter? snow, and then yeah. it's 70 degrees, and then it's below freezing. Yeah. Well, it got so warm the other day, I believe the lie. What's the lie? It was warm, and I thought maybe oh, maybe it's done. The, I was so lie. happy. I knew I was wrong, but I just embraced it. Did door you pull open. out the uh, the muscle shirts, the tank tops? No, I did wear shorts. Oh, you shorts? shorts? But I left the door open while I was working in my living room, and wow. I was like, ah, you know, it just is. it was a foreshadowing of things to come. Yeah, my kids were outside, like, because it, it, it had been snowing a lot, so the ground, we don't have any grass. We have mud in the backyard, dirt in the backyard. So it was like a mud fest. It was terrible. But they were so happy, so happy to get out and just play and climb the tree. And oh, my word, I can't wait until it's not cold. So um, today we talked about people who, <laughs> who like a too long winter say, man, th- the music felt so long today. Did you like that? I did. And that, that really is the feeling. Like, some people love the snow. Some people love the cold. Like, they really do. It's like, it's great. You bundle up. You just, it's amazing. It's awesome. The humans, on the other hand, just kidding. Um, See, I'm having trouble tracking. I don't know anyone yeah. who likes that or feels that way. Yeah, there are, there, there are people. In the same way, like, we're waiting for it to be done. And the same way, we can't believe that people would be like, you want the worship to be over? Like, are you crazy? It's amazing. This is the best part of the service. You get to sing. We get to, you know, feel God's nearness. And Anyway, that's the reality. People are on different levels. But I think it's our ability, our responsibility as leaders to lead our congregations in such a way that not that it's not our job to make them like it. I remember one pastor said, it's not our job to make people like Jesus. It's our job to be like Jesus. Hmm. I was like, huh, I think that was really good. Anyway, so it's not our job to like make people worship or to to make people even feel like, oh, that was really short. But that's one of the things that, you know, you want to keep them hungry. 
you don't want to give them too much and be like, oh, that was wonderful until that last song. And then I was just like, bah. I was done. I was done at the, at, the, at the third, at the fifth, at the eighth song, whatever your number is. So I want to dig into one of the things that we talked about, and that is knowing when to stock and knowing when to custom. In other words, when do you follow the recording and, and use that version as your model, as your template? And when do you kind of go off script? And now that that can be, depending on your situation, can be both in your planning and it can also be in a moment, right? Um, so it's kind of depending on And I, I'll say for myself, my, my default is to go off script. And I more and more I know that beforehand. But I, I, I feel like when, when I'm doing that, if I'm leading it well, it's going to help. Mm-hmm. If I'm not leading it well, it's going to feel either un- misunderstood or at worst gratuitous. Like, he's going to do that again, you know? But like for me, there's such, like here's what, here's what goes on in my head when I'm leading worship and we're going through a song. I'm playing through, you know, I'm playing through what we're doing and I'm tracking with what I'm saying. I'm li- trying to listen to what, what God is highlighting for us and I'm watching the room to see where we're connecting when we're not. And I'm, I think I probably have this default where I'm always looking at the room and thinking they're probably not leaned in enough. I, I, I want to do something else to help them to, to get this. I want them to, to really get it. And it's part of the, the communicator piece in me. But I'll often do that where I'll just, like, can we sing that, that line again? Like, because we missed it. Or, and I, and I, won't, I won't even say we missed it, but like, because I want us to really get it. I'll say something like that on the positive side. But how much? To, to just talk about what? When do you do that? Do you do that at all? Like what? How, what's that process for you in terms of like going with the script or going off script in terms of to make things feel more engaged? Well, I don't know. There's a, there's a couple of things, ideas that pop in my head about how I want to approach this. Um, as far as that, just that bottom question, I think that all of this is going to be filtered through. You got to know where you are. Mm, that's you really good. Have to know where you are because my default. Thank you, Dallas. Yeah, you can't yell Chicago. You can't yell thank you, Detroit, for every city. I mean, one time you'll probably be right if you're on tour, but other than that, but it's one of those things that, like, my default is to like if you're me in a vacuum, you know, I have nobody else to worry about. I have nothing else to do. I can sit on a chord progression, or I can let you know the piano, or I can let the electric guitar with swells, or like um, some of the ambience. Like, I can just I can simmer and stew in that moment for what is probably too long for any other human being. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I always try to filter through where I am because I know that, like, I know that my place is my place for me and there are places for me like that, but that's not, especially in the line of work that we do, I'm not places for me. I'm places to help them be them. Yeah. Um, and so I probably, it will say a safe, just kind of generalization, is I do 80% of the music stock and I do that to help the team I do that to help the congregation feel comfortable, feel like they're familiar with what's going on. And then, in my mind, it makes the 20% a little... A, it makes it more significant Mm -hmm. when there is something different. And because it's the first or second time in a service you're getting something like that, I feel like I can... And maybe this is... Maybe this is bold on my end to say, but I feel like even the people who don't want to get engaged would be a little more willing to try something after they've been given something that is not safe, but is so familiar. Mm -hmm. Uh, They know the first song, they know the second song, maybe there's a cool transition, that was a little different, but all in all, the songs are the same as they know them. And then we're doing something, and we linger on a bridge for a bit, and I talk a little bit instead. I set the bridge up, Mm -hmm. and so, and we do it a little differently, and then there's a 
and that's all kind of mm. planned change. Yeah. Like I, the team knows that's how we're going to run it, but it's one of those things that you can't practice it the same way when there aren't people there. Yeah. So we'll, you know, and I try to make it not lighthearted, but, you know, good for the team. I'll say like, oh, and we're talking here. We're talking here. We're ta- to give them that feel of like, yeah, we're going to be talking here and then we'll start. Um, but when you do it in the service, you have that kind of, um, that, that impact. I feel like because it's the first, I guess it's the first or second time they're getting something like that, it does make it more significant and it does make it more approachable and it does make it, um, you know, if they always say like, if dessert was every meal, you know, where's the significance of Christmas was every day, yeah, yeah, Christmas wouldn't be special. So as much as I like to linger and simmer in those kinds of settings, I feel like people who aren't as artistic or people who aren't as just that's not where they live, you know, in their like emotionally right, where they sure live enough. with music, um, that they're that stuff gets a little old or gets stale or gets oh they're doing it again, you know, they're going into the he's talking again. He's doing that thing. And it's not to say that that's, I love it. Like, it's not to say that's not good, but I've kind of learned in myself that I probably do too much of that. And so I've kind of tested, not tested, but I've, I've set boundaries and restraints on myself. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like, I know I want to say a bunch or I know I want to set a bunch up, but if I say a few of the right things, it's better than me saying something after every verse. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's, I think it was, I feel like it was the late uh, Dennis Luce that said when you're doing a repair on the side of a building you want to make sure that the ladder you're on is on a solid ground so like when you're making changes be on something solid in other words be on something familiar so that 80 20 thing like do the stuff that people know and expect because it sets them at ease and then every once in a while you can do something different it's like and i think it's a really good balance and i want to just mention briefly the you know you started off by talking about know where you are and we were jokingly saying, you know, like when you're on tour, you can't say the wrong city. When you're in the same place for the last 10 years or 18 years, like you can have the opposite effect, like oh, these people, mm. you know, and you, you can just, you can stop having faith for it. And so my challenge is, is to walk in the tension of we're leading these people and they have these nuances to them. They have these understandings are comfortable with these things. And yet these are the same people that are really new creations. They really are like... And God has a hope and a future for them, and they're changing, and they're growing more and more into Christ. Their their nature was this way, but they're, they received a new nature, so they're going towards something new. And so I'm walking in that tension of like, I know it's you, but let me let me speak to the, the God image in you, the God dream in you, to call you to this new thing here. That you this might not feel comfortable for you, but can we go here? Like that's I think it's just an interesting. It's a tension. Yeah. You know, because you know them, but like, don't let them stay there. I think it's something that we touched on in another podcast. I I think it really (laughs) speaks to the idea that you have to be in in leadership and vision, I think, is where this is going to come through the most. Mm. I think uh, knowing you're, if you're, like you're saying, you've been somewhere and you know that that this is the way they are. And and let's say you came from a very traditional style and you're, it's a full contemporary thing now and it's grown. But, you know, if you come in in a week and just say, you guys are too comfortable where you are. We're doing a full light show, full rock band, everything, electric guitar solos, the whole nine. Uh-huh. And if you don't like it, you're not in touch with God's plan for your life. You know, you're yeah. just missing. The, like, that's the extreme version of what I see people do already. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm obviously, like, satirizing it a little bit. But there's people who go in and they say, well, you know, they're missing all of this other stuff. So we're going to change it. And, and then they don't respond or they get upset or they get... Because I think to some degree the tension is a is if you're there for so long you have an understanding and you have a 
a culture that you're a part of. And if you rock that boat, you're rocking what's what's more closely resembling a family than a place of work. Yeah. Um, you're 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 changing the expectations. You're changing what people are going into. Who who would probably consider you a fami- you know, a friend, a familiar, even if they don't know you super well. They, um, they expect you to care for them. They're expecting yeah. you to shepherd. So if you just do what you want to do in front of them, it's going to come across that way. But there's such there's such tasteful and intentional, for lack of a better word, appropriate ways mm-hmm. to implement stuff like that because you bring with it a vision, you bring with it an expectation, you bring with it an understanding, and you bring with it familiarity. Yeah. So you do something in a way where they can respond to it. Maybe you do a whole song start to finish just like it is on the recording. You know, you go right through it, and then you bring the bridge back in at the end, completely out of nowhere. But people are losing their minds. What are they doing? I thought the song was over. But you, you preface it, you, you move into that section or into that segue with, with intention and say, like, well, you know, and it can be as simple as, like, this is something that our church is going through right now because of it can be something that's happened, something that is familiar to the congregation, um, something that's that's been a tragedy or something. And, and you just want to push these words and you just want to have that moment and you give them an entire reason to stay on board with you. Yeah. You're telling them, you know, this is this is what our team's been... I always... I say that probably way too much, um, but I'll usually tie something in and saying, like, this is what I've been talking about the team this week. Or this is what we were talking about this morning. And so there's that theme. There's that um, familiarity and bringing them into being part of this experience. Like yeah. The team and I were talking this morning about... Um, being still in, you know, in wanting to get involved, you know, wanting to put your hands on everything, but just being still and trusting that, like, God has a plan and a purpose for some of these things and, like, how difficult it is to sit in that moment mm-hmm. and be patient. And that's, and I'll say, that's what, and we're, the music's playing. We're in the middle of something. I'll say, you know, that's what we were talking about this morning. And so can we just, can we just focus our hearts on that this morning? Can we, can we go to that place right now and just think, when was the last time God asked us to be still and we couldn't listen? You know, for some of us, it's right now. Blah, blah, blah. You know, connecting that whole thing and giving purpose to why we're redoing this or why we're singing this part or why it's such a different arrangement. I feel like that's way better and way more effective and and essentially courteous because you're doing it because you care for them. And if you can illustrate in a way where they're the beneficiary of something as opposed to they're the rough edge that's keeping you from being able to be this creative, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like you're, you're doing it to help them and you're you're projecting it or presenting it in a way where you're saying like, this is for us to grow closer to God. This is for us to share a moment. And that's like, I don't know, to me, like that really, it really captures the idea of, of why you even want to do it in the first place. Yeah. So maybe, and this might be a little too harsh, but look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, why do I want to do this? Mm. Why do I want to do my own arrangements of all these things? Mm. And I don't think there's bad answers. Like I think that as long as you give yourself a place to work, I mean, there's obviously like super wrong answers like, oh, I want to show off how high I can sing or right. how, how many times we can do that guitar line or how, yeah, like, yeah. there's obviously like, but I don't think there's bad, like, I think if your intention is to worship, I think you just need to get in touch with what that is so that you can communicate that to a team, communicate that to the congregation and, and create that environment that gets everybody on board. <laughs> That's good. That's really good, Jim. I, you know, I, I was going to ask, you know, how is it, uh, if you're, if you're given like a, a I would call them extreme limits on time. Like, let's say you literally have like 12 minutes and 34 seconds to do your worship set, right? Because we've all been there. Um, and I was going to ask that question, but we were out of time. So oh, that was a funny joke. It wasn't. Somewhere. No. That was a bad joke. <laughs> no. Someone someone laughed in a car listening to there this. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, I, I will say this. Don't, don't let that be an out 
because you're you're super limited on on time and you can you can absolutely lead people to a meaningful encounter with Jesus in 12 minutes and 34 seconds like you really can but even that like even that idea like it's that whole thing like have like planning worship and having that stuff is way it starts way before you're printing music and so it's way before yeah. you send out the email of what's what's happening or way before you're practicing the songs yourself give yourself that conversation like I have 12 minutes and 34 seconds. What am I going to do with it? What can I do with this? What is yeah. going to speak right now? You know, yeah. God, how can I be how can I be free in this moment? How can this time restraint be freeing? Mm-hmm. You know, cuz mm-hmm. it feels like the initial response to that is, "Oh man, I got to get all this to happen in 12 minutes." Yeah. Um, whereas the opposite could be and it sounds kind of silly at first, but it, it works this way with so many other things. Restraints and boundaries are freeing. They, they feel are. the from when you have none, it feels like a prison because you don't know how to get into it. Constraints are the catalyst for creativity. Tweet nothing, tweet that. Nothing is worse than being told, and it's been told to me so many times. Do something here. Uh, anything. I will literally uh, fetal position. I'll just. I, I was like, you don't, because I can literally do anything. That's too much freedom. Yeah. That's too much space. Um. So that kind of boundary is is great because you can set yourself up and say, hey, you know, these are the songs I want to do. Is there enough time? Yes. Mm-hmm. How can I make them transition? How can I make the most of a transition instead of having that kind of space, uh, having dead wasted space? Not space is not bad, but having wasted space. Um, how can I, how can I leave room? If if and that's always something that I'm thinking, um, especially in more constrained services. Like this to me seems like the apex of that song or or the mm-hmm. shift in our in our movement for the service, the arc of the arc of the whole experience. This feels like the apex. So I want, and I'll say this to the team. I just said this this week. I'm probably going to do this twice. If I don't, we'll do it a third time, but I will make it clear. Like, I'll give you something or I'll say something so that you guys can follow me because I'm not sure. Yeah. Because I, I left room in there because it's impactful, it's powerful, it connects this whole, it's the thread of everything we're doing this morning. And if people are singing it, either A, if they're missing it and I want to do it again, or if they're empowered by it and I want to lift them, I want to give them an just a stronger foundation to stand on or a bigger anthem to sing. I want to have that room and I want to give myself. And so if you plan for those things, you can make it happen. If you plan for everything to be spur of the moment, you're going to go way over time. Yeah. Um, if you don't plan for anything, you're missing the, you just play a CD. Like if yeah. you, if you want it to be executed perfectly in an, in a found, just, it's got to meet this and this, let's pop a CD in. Yep. But you know, if you want if you want to be creating an environment and an experience where where you're freeing people from burdens of of distraction, and they can join together to be part of something, and then God moves in those moments, and and God becomes the focal point in the vision. You you give yourself that space, yeah, and, and you make intelligent and everything. I mean, from day one, I think that what attracted our relationship to you know to working together like this was, I think I said to you in passing. Worship is all about intentionality. Hmm. Like you can you can fire a bunch of arrows in a dark room, and every once in a while you'll hit the target. Um, but nothing's better than turning the lights on and focusing and aiming. You'll still miss because you're not maybe you're not a great archer, but you'll see how far short you came, yeah. or how much you overshot it, or how just a little off the bullseye you were, and all that stuff. And then you can just keep steering. So nothing will help you more than being intentional. Yeah. It doesn't have to be planning out brick by brick and having everything move to the second, but having purpose behind what you're doing, having that and, yeah. and convincing other people that you're not crazy, that you're just that excited about worship, like celebrating yeah. is, is just that important to you. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I, I think, I think we'll, 
we'll leave you with the one thing that you said that I really liked um, that is leave space plan a little bit less than what you need sometimes even in the short especially in the short times in the short a lot of a lot of times like plan plan for the unplanned you know and 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 make that part of your plan because um, that's good that that'll keep things fresh keep things moving and help people engage and not not make them feel like man this is a long winter so. it's been such a long winter until spring my started. friend we'll see you next time thanks for stopping by take care Music for this episode is brought to you by The Light, The Heat. Check them out on iTunes. Thanks so much for joining us for today's podcast. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and include one takeaway from this episode when you leave a review on iTunes. And if you send us a question to podcast at adlibmusic.com, we'll be sure to answer it in an upcoming episode. To find out how to grow personally, go to adlibmusic.com slash contact and schedule a free 30-minute coaching session today. You've got what it takes to lead like a champion. The Lord bless, protect, sustain, and guard you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you with favor and surround you with loving kindness. May the Lord lift up His face upon you with divine approval and give you a peaceful heart and life.